Hi, and welcome back. You made it to the final episode, episode 10 of season one, Mythbusters number one. Yeah, in this final episode, uh, we take on two of the most common myths that plague relationships. The idea of a happily ever after, and the belief that if one has to work with their relationships, then they must have chosen poorly. These two, these two thoughts right here have absolutely absolutely brought hell to people's relationships and through, through people's expect, expectations. I'll say them again. The idea of a happily ever after and the belief that if one has to work at their relationship, then they must have chosen poorly. Please join, join in as we, you know, we work to debunk these myths and get you back down a more healthier path. And this isn't the end. This is just the end of season one. We want you to join us for season two coming right back in April. We have some good stuff for you. Again, it'll be filled with practical tools some definition and even more. So join us for season two and enjoy this final episode of season one. Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm Elitia. We're the host of When Love, Love Works. This podcast is about the real work of relationships. Each episode will focus on the how-tos of building, repairing, and sustaining healthy relationships. Yeah, the goal of the When Love Works podcast is to provide our listeners with the education, practical techniques, and options to be successful across all their relationships. So, so let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. Welcome, welcome. Today in this episode, we're going to bust two myths that have wreaked havoc for decades on poor relationships. I mean, these two myths have been tearing up stuff when it comes to relationships. That's right. We're going to address the myth of happily ever after and the misconception that if you have to work at something in your relationship, you made a bad choice. Yeah, today's episode is the last episode of the season. We wanted to feature a subject that both framed and continued to flesh out what you've learned about healthy relationships thus far. This is the last one, so we want to make sure that it is just rounding out the episodes and pushing you further to enjoy healthy relationships. Okay. Well, the letter this week reads, Hi, Colin and Aletia. Happy New Year Happy to you New both. Happy New Year. My fiance and I will have been dating exclusively now for four and a half years come February. This, of course, has made us the target of conversation at family get-togethers because everyone is highlighting that we are engaged but still not married, obviously. I promise you I'm not wasting my parents, my partner's time. I just feel like we aren't there yet. We aren't ready for marriage yet. We still argue and we still seem to be sidebarring talking about one thing or another. To me, this says we aren't ready. And my reason is, if we want to give this a chance, we need to find a way to hash through our differences, once and for all. For both of us, this will be our second attempt at marriage, and I want to get this one right. Am I right, or do you at least get how I got here? Hmm. 
We are grateful and want to thank the listeners that have submitted this letter, as well as all of you listeners. We really appreciate you that have submitted in the, in this entire first season. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's right. Thank you thank so you, much thank for you, that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for submitting your questions. We truly appreciate you. And for this question, as for this question, yes, we do know how you got here. When, when people chase certainty or... I think um, the letter said, let me see, babe, one second. It says, we want to hash through this once and for all. When people chase that level of once and for all or any security as a prerequisite to getting married, especially a relationship, then you're going to have fear as a constant companion. Yeah. So I, we definitely know how you got there. You are saying once and for all, this has to happen before we could do this. So we understand how this listener got here, but we have to highlight that people and relationships are living entities. So they'll constantly be changing. So this once in a once in all mentality. Yep, we know how you got there. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we call this ha- we call this myth the happily ever after myth. Um, yeah, you, when uh, you know when people are waiting for everything to be known, every question to be answered, every fear to be allayed, every problem to be solved before they commit, so they can have a happily ever ever after. I mean, it, it, you know, we've all seen it and heard it. We might not be called that. You may call it something else, but we've all seen this and we know what it looks like. But how is that not a hell for your partner on this journey with you? Now, you, you both are trying to go through this special place, this, you know, heaven on earth. You, you know, you're going to get married and have this great life together. But you put, to, put each other through this hell to get there. You know, you have to understand that whatever you do to get there, that's what that's the that's the nature of the thing that you're creating. You're building hell into what you're actually su- seeking. Hmm. Yeah, the myth of happily ever after is ultimately about fear. Yeah. So we, the first thing that stood out for us when we read this letter is yes, this is a person operating in fear. Um, fear. Remember, like we said in episode, I think it was four. So make sure you go back and listen to episode four. Fear has many hats. And we unpacked how fear shows up in relationships in episode four. So we came to the foundational truth at everything when love works. And we want you to take away this belief too. This is our foundational truth. We want you to make it, make it your mantra. Fear and love can't coexist. Episode four was all about how fear and love can't coexist. So when we got this letter, we recognized that this myth of happily ever after or getting to this, getting all these things out the way once and for all is grounded in fear. Yeah, it'll trick you into losing your relationship future with somebody that you really love and care about. Mm-hmm. They haven't even started the relationship yet, and it's already starting from a place of fear. So where is love going to fit? Yeah. It's clear to me that the writer of this letter, you know, this week's letter is well-meaning and honestly feels that he is doing the best thing for their union. But because he's fixated on that certainty, that security that we were speaking about, regarding a living, breathing entity in this relation, in the form of this relationship, he'll always be searching because change is inevitable and he will never, never, never get there to that target that he's looking for. Yeah, look, we are in no way saying this is an easy shift from this commonly held myth. We hear this myth in movies, we hear it on the radio, we hear yes. people hashtag it. It's all in people's upbringing. We understand it may not be an easy shift to get away from this happily ever after. But uncertainty is one of the best things you can gift yourself in your relationship with. Yeah. The response to this myth, we know it's not easy, but uncertainty is what we're saying is the 
help you overcome yes. this myth. Uncertainty is the best gift you could give, again, first yourself and then gift it to you and your relationship partner. Yeah. To bust up this myth. And again, we want it to be bust wide open because we know where it comes from. We know how insidious it is. We know that it has roots in some of your early upbringings, even in television, books. We know. We yeah, it's know a common theme in, in literature. Every know? bedtime story, you know, the bedtime stories ended with happily ever. We know where it comes up, but our goal here, remember, is to give you the tools to enjoy healthy relationships. And this myth is not healthy. So we want to bust it up. This first, first myth, we want you to get comfortable with uncertainty because you won't know everything. You won't have all the answers to the questions. You won't know all the solutions to the problems that's going to come up in your relationships. So detach from your desire for certainty. If you need to, you can get help from us on how to detach from certainty. And here's a definition that might help. Detaching is essentially developing a discipline to be brave regardless of the outcome. It is the discipline to not have to know, to not have a guarantee, to not be secure. Yeah. It is shedding fear and letting and not letting it paralyze you anymore. Yeah. You know we love definitions. So if you need any support on how to detach from uncertainty, get in contact with us. Yeah. And you need to really embody this definition. Detaching is going to be essential to your relationship because this myth is very instant. It is grounded in so much of our upbringing. But to shed it, you will have to detach and make uncertainty your best friend. That's right. Like, like we said, fear has many wigs. And sometimes just knowing you have been operating in it is enough to jolt you into what you need to do next. Hmm. In fact, when we spoke with the writer, you know, the letter this week, he had no idea he was operating in fear. We had explained to him, yeah, you know, because he, you know, he was a pretty brave guy and he, he, he made a point of telling us that. But we were just telling him, no, this is about psychological fear, you know, of something that, you know, psychological fear is, is usually based in something that hadn't even happened. It's mm-hmm. something that, that, that could happen and you still, and you, you're fixating on that. And you're trying to get a guarantee around it. First, he was defensive, but then we explained the different types of fears, and and it helped him get unstuck. After our consult, he was confident in what he what he needed to do next, mm-hmm. uh, going forward. And uh, and and I'm telling you the same thing. Sometimes that may be all you need to jolt you loose is just mm-hmm. knowing you're operating in it. So take a few minutes and just you know, um, meditate over your situation, look at it and see where you actually operate and actually see yourself and be honest about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. He got clarity. Then he got to work. Yep. Which brings us to the second myth. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Myth number two. Yep. The second myth is if you have to work at your relationship, then you've chosen poorly. Now, this one may not have been in all of the bedtime stories like the first myth, but this one has very early roots as well. We, we know this stems in early conversations. The second myth, if you have to work at your relationship, then you've chosen poorly or something wrong. This, of course, it also, this, this myth, of course, also implies if you've chosen properly, then you will have little or no work. Yeah, which is equally dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they have that messaging out there. And again, it wasn't in the bedtime stories, but that myth is just as dangerous as the first. Yep. This second myth is the Terminator version of myth. I mean, it is like a hitman. I would imagine over the years that this myth has taken out hordes of relationships that were ripe with such possibilities. Yeah. We know so many relationships. And, and even before we started to do this work, we recognize how this myth 
sort of start to, to wreak havoc because there were great, great couples who were like, uh-uh, I must have made the wrong choice. Yeah. I have to do some work. And I mean, over the years, relationships that were so ripe, I mean, at the brink of such possibilities and, and on the verge of being great power couples is such a sad reality. And this myth hurts us the most. And again, was a part of the reason we, we started When Love Works because we know how long couples wait to, before they get help. We're right. like, you need to, yeah, yeah, you have to do some work. So get some help. If you don't know what you have to do, get a professional and get some help. But, right. but saying I chose the wrong person or I must not have to do no work, that's not a reason to terminate it. Yeah. You know, I, I you're absolutely right. You know, most people errantly believe that you shouldn't have to work in a relationship. And, you know, and, and it's, I swear, this, when I tell you relationships are so service oriented, it's all about work. You, you, it goes back to the episode where we unpack service and that, and, in in the relationship, you, I don't know. Last episode. That last episode when we talked about that, go back to it and check it out. Um, this myth takes the, the legs right off, you know, off from under that, the nature of a healthy relationship culture. I mean, what it, what it means to have a, a healthy relationship. Because all healthy relationships are rooted in work. You're gonna have to, you know. I don't care how much chemistry you have. You're still gonna put the have to put that hard hat on and you do the work. To. You have to. When we 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 always um, when we're out socially, whether we're with friends or acquaintances or just like people talking very loud in our space, we can't help but hear. But we hear it all the time, right? We hear. I don't want to take on another project or I don't even know if we working. Yeah. And, and we're like, wait, they're saying this so nonchalantly without having done any work. And again, this is not from a place of judgment. We are literally saying we hear that this second myth takes people out before they even get into relationships. Yeah. That's how dangerous this one is. That's why I say this myth is a, like a hitman. It is taking out people before they get in it as soon as they get in it they break up because they are saying i don't want another project or i don't know if we even gonna work and it's like wait a project yeah so that that indicates that you believe that a relationship does not require work and right. again we are very clear and we want you to be just that clear we are when love works love is a verb it will require some yes Yes. So remember last episode, just as Cullen said, that quote from last episode, and it's one of Cullen's favorite quotes. Cullen, chemistry, I'm sorry, babe, I'm using your word, your name so much, I'm making it the quote. Yeah. But last episode, Cullen's like most well retweeted, reposted quote, every time we do our workshops, this is one of the favorite ones that people walk away with. It's where he says, chemistry is a seed, not a trust fund. I don't care how compatible the two of y'all are, you won't have to do some work. The yeah. very word love calls you to action. And that doesn't mean what you have is less special or that your relationship is broken. Yeah. So bust up this myth. It just means that your relationship is commanding your attention and your effort to customize your habits and your efforts to y'all new life together. Yeah. Bust this myth up. It is taking people out before they get in relationships, in relationships. And I mean, there's such so many ripe relationships that this myth is just taking people out. And we're saying enough already. Bust it up. Get yep. to work. Yeah. If you fall for this myth, you will put way too much pressure on the selection process, process, which is 
derailed a lot of people's dating efforts. Yeah. It's just too much pressure. You know, it demands that people be perfect. Whether you're doing it subconsciously or, un- or consciously, it's just you're doing it. And, it. and it's way too much. I mean, which is why so many, you know, a lot of people today are kind of stalled out. And, and you know, in relationships. I mean, I'm not trying to say today. I'm not trying to pick on this time or this era. But a lot of people that we've, you know, kind of come in contact, they tell, they tell us, I don't date anymore. Or I stopped dating. I can't find anybody. Which is, you know... Um, is, which is a short short for saying I can't find anybody perfect enough. They put they put so much pressure on the process. And you know, and people that they have chemistry with, Ooh. that they could work with. Yeah. 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 That's that's why when love works we believe and we want oh, you yeah. to 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 adopt this belief, which is a good place for it to be this week's truth trigger. Yeah. Because we recognize that, yes, a lot of people aren't dating, aren't even consciously saying these things out loud, but we know where it's coming from. Yeah. So this week's truth trigger is not to find a perfect person, but to find a person that's willing to work perfectly with you. Yeah. At When Love Works, we want you to believe and adopt the belief that we have. The goal is not to find a perfect person but to find a person that's willing to work perfectly with you. Let that be your true trigger going into this week. Listen, they don't have to be perfect, but they have to be willing to work perfectly with you. There's a big difference. Make that your true trigger, embody it, meditate on it, write it down, post a note, make it a ringtone. If, if you could relate to anything that was described in this letter, I mean... Yeah, we... The, you know, the guy was the guy, you know, you, you sit there, we listened to this guy, uh, we read his letter and, and then, we looked and then, at and it. And then and, we had a consultation with him too. So let's just, I just want to put yeah. that out there. I know earlier you heard Colin say how we talked to him and sort of highlighted the fear. But after the, we got the question, he also got to work by scheduling a consultation. So listen to his letter. We talked to him as well. But if you could relate to anything that was described in his letter. Yeah, I mean, well, anyway, we we looked at his letter and we were like, you know, there isn't any anything in here that's you know yep. that's all that uh, crazy or out of the norm. You we know? we call that a Monday. What he described in his letter, we call we called it a Monday. Yeah. That's why we wrote Love Literacy. It's a conscious journey to healthy relationships. Never suffer in silence or struggle in love. Get your copy of Love Literacy. It's available in print, ebook, and the audio book is available right now for pre-order. Get your copy of Love Literacy today. So, um, you know the, you know this guy. You know we we spoke with him and and uh, we, we we you know we try to point him back in the right direction and yeah. It's nothing abnormal about his relationship. Yeah, the only thing abnormal about it was how he viewed it. He's judging it by. You know, by treating it like it, he, you know, he has to finish a test. Like he had to get, like he has to get everything right. Like they both have to pass this test before they get married. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, you know, this is gonna, you know, by the time you fix that or finish that, it's gonna be, you know, by the time you get to that target, the target changes. Mm-hmm. It moves. It's this is a fluid thing. You know, it, it's changing all the time, and that's what that's what that's the beauty of marriage. You know, you don't master it. You enjoy it. Ooh. 
Ooh. Ooh, that's a good word yeah. right there. Yep. We read his letter and we were just like, that's just a natural, that's a, that's an everyday conversation. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with that relationship. That's why that second myth be taking people out because people think there's something wrong. Yeah. I got to get it perfect. You got to right. pass all this before. So much yeah. pressure. Yeah. So much pressure. Let's talk, people. So. It's been said that comfort and fear are the greatest enemies of success. Whew, as the last episode of this season, we want you to get out of your comfort zone and embrace the wide open, infinite plains of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. If you need our assistance, please reach out to us on, you know, our site, winloveworks.com and schedule a consultation. Or if you feel like you got this, you know, you got it. Give us a call and share your story with us. We would love to hear from you. We are your biggest love cheerleaders. We want love to work and we recognize if you got this, we want to hear about it. But if you have questions too, if you have any relationship questions, email your questions to wlwdevelops at gmail.com. That's W-L-W-D-E-V-E-L-O-P-S at gmail.com. And we'll add them to an upcoming episode in season two. And please go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and search When Love Works. Join one of the tiers we have to support the When Love Works podcast so we can keep doing what we do. You can even sponsor this podcast too. This has been a great first season and we want to hear from you, whether you have questions, if you need help, yep. if you got this, we want to hear from you. Season one in the books. Hey. Well, that's our time. Thank you for joining us for Season 1, Relationships 101. And we hope you join us next season on the Win Love Works podcast for more bite-sized consciousness made actionable. Until Until next next time, time. bye. bye.